I got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Barry and Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. April 9, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, there is a cigar publication that is handing out Bad advice to cigar smokers. We're going to set you straight. It's Cigar 101, and one thing you should know above all others, we'll get into that. Cigar 101 and Room 101, right here on The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. Forget about it. We're going to do a little Room 101, a little Cigar 101, and I will pass those down. And uh, Barry can tell us about Room 101 cigars. Yep. In 2008, when Davidoff bought Camacho, it marked a change for the parent company, where they would embrace the boutique cigar movement. The following year, Matt Booth, who is the creator of heavy silver jewelry called Room 101, would join the company and a cigar would be launched by the same name, which is drawn from George Orwell's 1984. The brands are influenced by his experience overseas when he was deployed in Japan and draws draws from the country's iconic and mythological imagery. There we go. So it's a... uh Kind of a dark cigar. It's um, it's got a uh, uh, unique slight, look to it. A slight tooth to the wrapper. There yeah. we go. So we're going to get into one hundred and one of cigars. And I know you're a cigar smoker for years and years. Listening to the show, you know all about cigars. The way to really enjoy a cigar is like wine drinkers do, and they try to use all their senses when they're uh, <coughs> drinking wine. You see them swish the cigar around. They hold it up to the light. They do look this at every clarity. time. They swish the wine around. Swish the wine around. <laughs> what did I say? Swish you the- swish the cigar every time. Oh, we do, do this once a week on Thursday. Okay. You swish the cigar every time. They look at the clarity. They smell it. Uh, they taste it. They do everything they can to it. And cigar smokers cut the end off a cigar, light it up, and that's the end of it. Well, there's one thing that wine drinkers realized they were missing, which was the sense of hearing. And this is why wine drinkers, they'll say something uh, smart like, may the time we spend right now not subtract from our lives but be added to it. And they all say cheers, and they clink the glasses, and now you have all the sense of hearing, all senses. all senses. And your cigar smoking should be a similar experience. There is a way to hear your cigar. Absolutely. So you're, when you're checking a cigar for its uh, humidity, the one thing you can do is give it just a little squeeze like the Charmin on the, on foot, the foot. Not the head, not the part you're cutting, the foot. If you, if you do it on the other end, I promise you it will crack. Right. That's not what you want to do. 
Um, so you can hold it up to your ear and you can squeeze the cigar a little and bit. Just give it a Listen. subtle roll. There should be a little, a little crunching sound. Very, very subtle. Too much crunching sound. You've got uh, a little bit of dry and no crunching sound whatsoever. It's over-humidified, which you'd be able to tell when you give it that little squeeze and it mushes down and stays mushed. That's an over-humidified cigar. Yeah, so this cigar is in perfect condition. Yeah. Perfect. Not climate-controlled humidors. Everything is perfect about it. But it has aroma to it even before you light it. It has two kinds of aroma. It has the whole body of the cigar, and you can roll that underneath your, your nose across it, and you can smell a smell to that. Maybe a little chocolatey type of... Actually, I got cayenne pepper. Really? And then there's a second place it smells, which is in the foot of the cigar, the open end of the cigar. Pennies. It smells like pennies? Little copper. Metallic and pennies. Little... Not new pennies either. I'm talking yeah, the, the old, the old school pennies. With the little from the 60s. The weed on the back from the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that on your fingers and you, and you touch the, the change and then you yeah. smell your fingers. <laughs> you know how you do that? When I get nervous, I put my fingers under my armpits. <laughs> so, so now you've actually smelled the cigar before it was even lit, both ends. So you have something. You're starting to get your senses going, right? With, with the aroma, you're looking at it. You're smelling it. You squeezed it. And now it's uh, time to cut the cigar. So you look at the cap of the cigar. This is your opportunity to really examine it. And you're going to decide where you're going to cut it. And every cigar has shoulders to it. You know, the, the head of it, and then it starts coming down, and it barrels down to a, to a straight. The shoulder of it, before it ends up going straight, you need to cut above the straight part, just the cap part of it. And if you look at it, depending on what cigar you have, you'll have multiple little hats on top of this. And um, you Go want... for the top one. Yeah. Go for the top hat. Go for the top one, and you can always cut more, but you can't cut less. So if you cut too much and you wish you cut less, you can always cut more. And we're using a nice cutter that's going to end up cutting well for a, a guillotine, which is going to open it up enough for us to be able to taste the flavors like wine drinkers do. You know, you can imagine tasting wine through a straw. Mm. It would taste different than if it opened up in a big goblet type. And the more expensive the wine is, typically the wider yeah. The, the the opening of that more, more to open it up absolutely so we're going to find the spot we're going to cut it on and decide that's where we're going to latch the cigar onto and um, I have the spot there you're going to see where where it is and we're going to latch onto it we're not going to actually cut it we're going to hold onto it tight so you can see on the video what we've got going on here we're squeezing it with the the blade here and putting a little bit of pressure on in toward the cigar to hold the cigar. Yep, so we're pressuring it down, holding it, pushing it down, and in one motion as we're pushing down, we're latched on pushing down, we cut, and there we go. Perfect. It cuts good. Now, here's a little trick. Let's say you forgot your cutter and you got to use... Let's say you forgot the advertisement of it. Well, you forgot I was the waiting advertisement. For that. That's you your job. You kind of paused and... There we go. It was... The time to cut our cigar. The official cutting was brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand while all other cigar brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we cut a excellent cut. We did. Straight across without any no, rollover. No crowning. Right. Now, what I was saying is you got, uh, you're at the cigar shop. You forgot your cutter and you're not sure what's going on. You, you see a cutter by the register. We call that the slobber cutter. It is the slobber cutter. But all cigar shops have the other cutter, the one the employees use that don't lick their cigars. So you ask to use that. 
You give yourself a cut, and you look, and it's a little suspect. You're not sure if you cut enough off. Flip the cigar around and test your draw from the foot so you don't put any slobber where you might have to cut again. I got a good draw. I'm good. Yep. So it's now good. I can put the regular end in my mouth. If I didn't and I need to cut again, you're going to have a problem using the store cutter slobbering on Buy it. Buy your own cutter. <laughs> Buy a cutter like this cutter. This is the Lotus Jaws, and I couldn't be more happy with oh, the cutters than I am great. of the Lotus Jaws. And I was a sus- suspect when I first saw it because it has a serrated s- edge. Serrated edge. So wouldn't this tear the wrapper, you would think? But it's serrated so tight that it doesn't. It holds, it latches on good and cuts perfect every single what time. What I believe the reasoning behind that serration is, is because not so much the points are all that important except for the initial grab on the cigar, but the razor underneath, behind the points, doesn't get chewed up by opening and closing and cutting the cigar. You've got a little bit more strength to that blade with those ridges on the serration. If you've never tried the jaws, the Lotus jaws before, try one of these in a cigar shop. I promise you, you'll buy it. When you hear that it's only twenty you you're going to end up wanting this. It's a heavy, there's a lot to it. It's got a good weight, a yeah. good heft. The local rep was saying he used it to cut a little quarter-inch pipe, that the blade was strong enough to cut the pipe. Really? Yeah, he said he couldn't use it on his cigar after that, but he was able to cut through the pipe. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad news. This is just, and don't use that slobber cutter. Buy your own cutter. This is what I recommend uh, because it's so cool. Quick so story that happened to me Tuesday. Yeah. I have my, um, my V cutter that I had in my pocket, and the gentleman said, I know you have a, a, a cat's eye cutter. Could I borrow it? And I said, absolutely. Do not lick your cigar first. And I put my cutter on the counter, and I ring him out, and he takes the cigar, and he scraped DNA off the back of his throat with this thing. Oh, man. <laughs> and he picked up my cutter, and I said, are you out of your mind? What, what, what is wrong with you? And I take the cutter back, and I go, here, use the slobber cutter. And I put the slobber cutter down on the counter. <coughs> and he says, oh, I thought you wanted me to lick it. And I said, on what planet would one man want to make out with every other man in the cigar shop? We're not dating. I don't know you that well. And he said, that's a good point. He puts his cigar in the slobber cutter, and he says, why do they call it the slobber cutter? Kachink cuts his cigar, puts it in his mouth, and then the realization happens. He says, oh, and then the second one happened. Oh. And then you sold him a cutter? Of course I did. Yeah, you, of course you did. <laughs> and that's how you do it. You wonder why that saw doesn't go away. Sorry. It's the slobber cutter. It's the slobber cutter. And there. you know what? We do a good job. We clean our cutters every day, but you just never know. You never know if someone snuck in a little lick before no, they, they This cutter's they out there for 2 $3 or something. Get that. Do anything as opposed to use that other one. Absolutely. Whatever you can possibly do. Cold draw? Cold any, draw. Any notes? I got a nice, heavy molasses. Mm. So cold draw is drawing before we light it. Put it in our mouth. Now we're slobbering it. Draw like we were taking smoke in. And there's a sweetness to it. There is a sweetness from the molasses and a little, a little tang from maybe some um, mustard powder, mustard flour. A little, a little Chinese mustard maybe. Mm, same thing. It's mustard and it's not mustard. The what? Powdered mustard. Yeah, mustard flour. That's how you make the Chinese mustard. 
he has in the cabinet over here, of if you he want to see it, he <laughs> yeah. has powdered mustard and yeah. he uses it all the time. When would you ever use such a thing? He has to buy more because he <laughs> continues to use it. He has all kinds of things I never saw before. I've been around for a long time. Well, what's interesting, he's no, he knows now not to ask what's in it. Yeah. He just eats it and makes a decision based on what it tastes like, whether he likes it or not. And you, for the most part, you You're like it. You're very good. You're very you like good. It. He can cook. Yeah. He can cook. All right. What I can also do. He makes do, it look nice, too. I try. That's it even the, looks appealing. That's yeah. half the paddle. There we go. Uh we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Twister. This is the twenty-seven ninety-nine big-ass tanked, quad-jetted, flip-out bullet-punched lighter with the little window to let you know if you've got enough fuel in it. I look at the bullet punch as a backup. Yep. Mm. It's a backup in case you need it. And you know what? If you found yourself in a situation where you smoke a cigar that's a little fuller-bodied and all you have is a mild cigar to smoke, this is the time to use the bullet punch because you can intensify the flavor of the mild cigar. Yeah. It doesn't work, to me anyways, as well with fuller-bodied cigars, punching them because you already have something intense. You don't necessarily want to make it more intense. All right, so now the proper way to light the cigar. We're not just going to light the cigar. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to take a few extra seconds and light the cigar the proper way. Well, we've got a quad jet lighter. The flame on this thing is going to be close to... uh, 12 to 1400 degrees Celsius. I'm not going to go through the long drawn out thing like we did before, but angles mean everything when you're using a jet lighter. You don't want to go straight into the cigar and you don't want to do like a soft flame and hold the cigar right above your jet. You want to come in at an angle from the side, 45 degrees or so, and get your toast on starting at the equator and working up so that you don't scorch the wrapper underneath. You're actually lighting the ends of the, You're the high it, end yeah. correct the high end of the cigar and turning the cigar around keep not away from the middle because the middle will catch on fire as a result of the oxygen coming in as you take that first draw once so, you get everything glowing so instead of 5 seconds it's 10 seconds <clears throat> and now it's good the cigar is completely lit and now I'll draw, take the drawer on yep. it near the flame so that I can Actually, make it light up. There you go. Trade you. <clears throat> One other thing is with jet lighters. Jet lighters, although you would think that they're impervious to getting blocked because there's fuel coming out, blowing those jets out every time, when you go to light your cigar, being a little bit off to the side is going to be better with a jet lighter so that you don't get particulates from the ash falling into your lighter. Eventually, it's going to clog, and you've got to go through your ghosting process to clean out the lighter. And if people miss that episode, if they go to CigarAuthority.com in the search bar, they type ghost, they'll be able to see uh, how you broke down to refill and clean your life. It was, re- yeah. it was some of my best work. The long version. <laughs> it is the long <laughs> version. Ghosting your lighter, though, but now it's a regular thing for you. You, you. you look at it that way, and that's the way to do it. Once the cigar is lit, it tastes very different than the cold draw. That sweetness seems mm. to have disappeared. It's got a little, a little bite early. See, I see what I did wrong. Why I missed the official cutting? Yeah. On my show sheet, you, you read I, the prompter. Yes, I actually read <laughs> my show sheet and I skipped it because it wasn't until later down. But it, it, then it's the lighting, but it's not. It's the official cutting. You see yep. what I did there? Yep, I see what you did. So a little back end for a uh, little, little uh, for how things two people that happen. care, right? <laughs> And who really don't anyway. This, this, is, this has a 
This has a bourbon-y kind of aftertaste on the finish. Smoky. You know, I was of think- course, every cigar smoke is smoke, but it's smoky. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking a little honey jack. Honey-infused bourbon? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, jack would be whiskey, wouldn't it? I don't know. All whiskey is bourbon? All bourbon is whiskey? But not all whiskey is bourbon. That's right. Am I right there? And, and none yeah. of them are scotch, which is my foundation of choice. Do you have a personal favorite scotch? Um, I like Highland. Mm-hmm. I guess if if I was going to get, uh, let's say someone was going to buy me a scotch mm-hmm. and they said money's no object, mm-hmm. I would go Macallan uh, 12 because I really don't think the extra money for the 18 is worth it unless you're drinking them side by side. But at that point, you're at $75 worth of scotch in front of you. You'd forget which glass is which. Now, when you go into a bar, do you offer to push in a person's stool? <laughs> <sighs> it was a long way for a joke, but, you know, who am I to pass one up? I have no comment. I'm going to take the high road. It, as there is such a high road. So now you, you pull on the cigar every 30 seconds or so, get the smoke in, in your mouth, you blow the smoke out, and then and only then is when you smack your lips for taste. Mm. Now, what are we tasting? Because that's where the taste comes from. We didn't scorch the wrapper. This is a sponge. If we toasted the cigar, we put the flame right on it, scorch the hell out of it, as I see some people do at the store all the time, that they really burn it and they draw that soot in there. Mm. The cigar is a sponge. It's actually mm. going to take on that soot taste. And they say... All cigars really taste the same to me. They all, all have that same flavor. That's it. And that flavor is soot, and it draws into it. And because it's a sponge, it's going to sm- taste like that all the way through. We didn't do that. We properly did it. We, we try to do it every single time yeah. the proper way. If you, the, but a good reminder. There's, there's always the guy in the cigar shop that knows everything about everything. Yeah, the Cliff Clavin of the cigar shop. We all have them. The, we all know them. Whatever cigar shop you are in, God, take a look off. He's right over there. I know you're listening. <laughs> but he, does Cliff Clavin know he's the Cliff Clavin? I don't think he knows really? that. Really? But this is the way you can tell if the guy really knows his stuff or if he's making it up or just playing off of what he heard. If his wrapper is scorched at the end of lighting his cigar, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. You can take everything that he says thenceforth with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, you know, it's not necessarily the guy that's been around a long time that's doing it right. He's been doing it wrong the longest. That's who that guy is. And, you know, we yeah. do our little cigar schools and stuff, and you, they, they, it, by the end of it, they break down. And they go, oh, my God, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. They realize it, you know, because they've done it through the whole process correctly and stuff. Well, that's good. If you've been doing it wrong all this time, the good news is it's over. Yeah. You've learned the proper way to do it, and you will enjoy a cigar, I promise you, more than you ever did before, the same exact cigar. Now you can go back to cigars you didn't particularly like yeah. and try them again the right way and say, now make a determination if you liked it or not. Is that a hard challenge for <coughs> one to have the muster to come to a training or a... Uh... I would say a lot of people don't want to do it because they already know and yeah. I'm not going to learn anything. On, on the sales floor was very, very tough. And it got into a lot of negatives, and we, I stopped doing it after a short period of time, trying to help somebody on the sales floor. Then we started actually doing the classes, and that way it wasn't watching somebody do it the wrong way and correcting them. It was me saying, I don't know how you do it. It doesn't matter. We're going to do it my way today. 
and then they say, oh, my God, I've been doing it wrong. There's I a find, lot more debonair. That's I, it, Ben. Yeah. I find they come in. It's, it's not a lot of money to come in, and it, they come in and treat it like a cigar tasting. Oh, I haven't smoked mm. whatever cigar they're going to have for the cigar school, so I'm going to treat this as a tasting. I already know everything about it, but I'll sit here and be respectful. And by the end, you see light bulbs going off across the room. Oh, my God, I really was doing it wrong. And when we talk about tastes up here, if the folks at home are listening and they lit it properly, you may be able to get to one of those flavors. We see guys that have only tasted smoke before mm. now picking up, oh, there is a nutty component to uh, the last one we did was Garofalo. There is a nutty component to that. There is a little uh, white pepper. There's a little cream. Yeah, instead of foo-fooing and say you're crazy with these taste taste things, yeah. we'll see if let's do it the right way. Let's and end up seeing if it happens. And you are you have never been smoking long enough, or in anything, not just cigar smoking, but anything, long enough to not continue to learn. And you're going to see on the Cigar Authority this Monday um, is something I wrote a a story on when you have a cracked wrapper and how to re- repair it. I learned it from Barry Stein who showed me one day. I couldn't believe it. It was after the show, and I had a Hang crack. On. And he give goes, people a second to be able to get up. A couple of people just passed out. The right. Barry Stein no, but he, you know, somebody knows something and deep. has done something, <laughs> and he ended up showing me, oh, no, this is what you end up doing. Oh, my God. I've shown hundreds of people this uh, in the past year, and uh, now it's, it'll be out on the site on Monday cool. how to uh, repair a cracked wrapper on a cigar while you're smoking it. Yep. And I have to give credit to Guillermo Leone of La Aurora. Because um, you learned from somebody. Me, sure. Right? And, and it's, the stuff goes around. But it doesn't get out to enough people. Yeah. And you're going to learn. You're going to end up seeing this thing. You're going to do it. And you're all set for life. And please take that information. Pass that on to another cigar smoker. And it could be a cigar smoker that's been smoking cigars for 35 years yeah. like myself. Or somebody that's been smoking for 35 days. But we can all learn. And that's a great lesson right there. I mean, here's a guy that has, you know, he's an authority, he's an expert, and he's learning something new. So for one to have perhaps ignorance to go to a class or a training or, you know, to learn more things, there's always room to grow, right? Yes, and you're going to learn something. Yeah. You know, what we just went through over here, um, and, and this was a very, very brief one-on-one type of thing, maybe somebody picked up something, hopefully. Sure, sure. And, and make your experience on cigar smoking a little better the next time. You know the orange chocolate? The, they, they look like oranges, and you smash them, and they break open into the orange pieces. pieces with the chocolate on it. All right. So I know that one. That, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, you want to talk about a party. That's a party. So that has a very distinct mandarin orange kind of flavor to it, but at the end of eating that, it leaves your mouth with a little coating, a little palate coating, if you will. Imagine that flavor introduce a little raspberry to that mandarin orange and then just a hint of Barry Stein's cayenne pepper that he picked up earlier and this is what you have with this room 101. It's a nice cigar. Yeah, it really is. I haven't had it in quite a while and I I wanted to get a little into it because uh, we're doing 101 and there's a connection 101 in room 101. Everything has to connect with you. So I'm smoking faster than you guys. I'm ready to ash. Okay, so now, oh, you just flick your ash, right? Oh, no. No. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tilt the ashtray well, up Well, where are you on the cigar for the audience that's I'm listening a, and not watching? I'm a good inch in. Okay. I'm a good inch in. At this point, I, I want to ash right the now. The cigar is I burning don't. cool because the ash is on there. Like, when, when do you ash? So you ash whenever you want to do it, but 
each time you ash, you're actually heating up the cigar again. So it, it's burning cool. It's its best quality right now. Mm. And the second he ashes, the quality that's going to drop down a little bit. So you don't flick an ash like a cigarette smoker does and all the time just flicking the ash, which isn't going to matter when it comes to a cigar. A With a cigarette. With a cigar, it is going to matter. It's going to end up dropping it off. You don't want to make a mess and have the ash too long and, you know, you're not running a contest. Some guys, we see it in, yeah. in our lounge all the time, keeping an ash for a long period of time. It falls off and they're brushing it off and they, they continue to do that. Not very debonair. Uh, but you've got to find a magic time. So an inch, an inch would mean on a six-inch cigar, you're probably going to flick the ash off or, or knock the ash off maybe four times. Yeah, four or five yeah. times. So what I do is I lay... The ash down. I get the the cigar almost parallel to the ground. Lay the ash down, and if it's ready to come off, it will separate itself as I pull the body of the cigar away, and the ash will just plop just right off. Touching the bottom of the ashtray with it, ever so slightly, and it drops off. And as David said, now you can probably barely see it on the camera, but the end of my cigar flared up because now there's oxygen getting to that ember, and it's going to burn hotter during its rest period. And what we learned during my very long uh, demonstration on the proper lighting is that ember will go from 400 degrees Celsius to 800 degrees Celsius during the course of your smoking. When you right when you ash, it's probably up there 450, 500. It's not at optimum. You want to get that ember down as cool as possible without going out to pick up the yeah, most. Yeah, I would. A- I would actually say you, t- you t- touch the ash off. I don't take a drawer on it right away. I may leave it for another 30 seconds and let it cool down a bit and then do it. You know, you don't take the ash off and then hit it. Take the ash off, wait 30 seconds, then hit it. Can we hit it and quit? Can we hit it and quit? I'm going to put mine down now. I just touch the end of the ashtray. There it is. Flares up if you see it. And I'm going to wait about 30 seconds and then I'm going to take my next drawer on it. I'm tempted to do it now because I want to taste again. But I know it's going to actually be a a, a burn hotter. It'll be much, much more intense. Yeah. Do you guys see the uh, blowback on uh, in one of the social media groups? There was something about Starbucks and people having a problem with supporting Starbucks, not supporting Starbucks. You guys see any of that? Yeah, I was part of that. I had a feeling you were. I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw some of it. Well, keep going. I mean, they don't want you to smoke within 25 feet of your store. And you, Even you if can't it's illegal smoke. to smoke on the sidewalk in your particular city or town. They were the, one of the first ones to start that no-smoking thing outside of Starbucks. So they're pushing this whole anti-smoking movement. I refuse to spend any of my dollars there. And uh, I have a double-fold thing. As you guys know, I carry concealed up here in New Hampshire. And they would prefer it if no one packing a legal handgun comes into their store, even if it's concealed. So they, want, they want to throw away the Constitution completely. They're anti-gun, they're anti-tobacco, period. And I really, I'm with you, Barry, I struggle to support any business that goes against my civil liberties. Now, the concept of the whole thing that they were doing was phenomenal. More power to the guys that started it and those who kept it going. Uh, what happened is somebody put $25 on a gift card, made the gift card public, said buy something but add back to the gift card. And it kept going for like a day and a half wow. from $25. Somebody would buy a cup of coffee, put another $10 on it. So they kept the pay it forward going on within Cigar Cartel. Isn't that awesome? Wow. So, you know, more power to them for doing it. I just personally can't support Starbucks. Not to mention, let's face it, their coffee is over-roasted. 
Yeah, it's burnt coffee. Once you have Mr. Jonathan's blend, you don't go back. <laughs> it's over roasted coffee. And uh, it's amazing to me that that it got as popular as it got. Really, the coffee itself. I understand the concept. I think they were geniuses to make that place a place to go yeah. and hang out. One and, of the first people know. with free Wi-Fi. Yeah. And the the concept before them, really, other than some mom-and-pop boutiques with maybe somebody roasted on site, you really didn't have access to coffees from other regions. Or maybe you did, but they didn't advertise it. Starbucks was one of the first yeah. people to bring that to the coffee game, That the, those smaller batches of you know why they overroast it? People. They do it on purpose. You know why they overroast it? Consistency. Consistency. It's always <coughs> the same. And if you overroast it to a certain point, that's it. You can't tell the difference between yeah. one one and the other. They take it past the third crack, I believe, which is Does uh, Duncan do that too? Because they're pretty consistent with their coffee. But they're not overroasted. No, they're not. No. What happens with they they are all overroasted, but some to different degrees. In the case of let's say Dunkin' Donuts or Newman's own organic they may start off with organic beans, which, let's face it, these are third world countries. They're all organic. Yeah. There's no, you're not paying extra or paying less because of organic, except for wow. the Wow, here's Mr. Jonathan who buys a lot of organic stuff, mm-hmm. and, you, and you know that. When it so comes to think, coffee, they're all organic. Yeah. Let's say saying, oh, no, my cigar is an organic cigar. Right. It's coming out of Honduras. They don't have mass-produced fertilizers in there. They're using manure, and, and it's organic, and you're fine. They have so, pesticides. I took somebody down there before, and he was telling me what they use. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They have pesticides. Because they, don't, they, they had blue mold, and they had lots of problems over the years and stuff. They got it down really good lately. You should probably stop talking. I'm thinking about giving up cigars now. Okay. Pesticides. You only saved me some money, that's all. <laughs> What's the last cigar you bought? I buy a lot of cigars. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, they, they end up during the cooling process. Anything that any company does during the cooling process of coffee does not have to be listed on the box as an ingredient because it's part of a process. Mm. So once they over-roast it, they spray, spray flavoring agents on, coffee flavoring, more caffeine. It's out of control. Find a small mom-and-pop place where you can watch the guy roast it. You know he's not messing with it, and you're good. I got a little citrus note. I don't know if it was because you were talking about that chocolate that you slam with the... Uh orange in it, but there's a citrus note to the cigar, but I still got the smoky, barbecue smoky citrusy type of thing that's going on here. A little orange rind and mesquite. Yeah, I think we're all in the same, kind of in the same level here. So, Room 101, it's part of the cigar care package. Everyone's smoking it along with us, so I hope you enjoy it. We're going to take a break right now, and when we come back... um, my cigar hasn't gone out, but there's nothing worse than the taste of a cigar that went out and then you relight it. How to relight a cigar that went out. I'm going to actually put my cigar down and let it go out. And uh, when we come back, we're going to show you what to do there. And a cigar publication went out and gave what I believe is terrible advice. And uh, we'll set the word the straight when we come back. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. 
Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com, and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. This is Hank Kellner. And my song? Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. We, we got some good advice for you but, uh, and some uh, Cigar 101, but a major publication has done what I believe is given terrible advice. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, but first, uh, Barry, what do we have for a sponsors deal this week? I heard it's pretty good. Well, the one coming up on Monday at 12 o'clock is going to be from our friends at Miami Cigar & Company, and you're going to get nine cigars from La Aurora and Nesta Miranda. And a ballpark figure of these cigars would retail for close to $90, but you're going to get it for thirty nine ninety nine with free shipping. So Here we two, go. And, Three to nine cigars alone will put you over that thirty nine ninety nine value. Wow. Okay, so we got some rare. Are they rare cigars or? Yeah, I mean the yeah. most rare one in there is the uh, La Aurora Exceptionalis, which was only made for Manhattan. Um, so unless you lived in New York City, you weren't going to get that cigar, and that alone to me is worth the price of admission. There we go. 
So uh, you can go by getting that. You'll be supporting the people that support the Cigar Authority. Go to thecigarauthority.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see the sponsors deal. Click it. Put your information in. You'll get it. And um, you'll be helping them. And by helping them, they will continue to help us, I hope, by yeah, staying amen. sponsors on the Cigar Authority. So uh, that's the idea of it. We're smoking Room 101. We're giving you a little uh, Cigar 101. And uh, my cigar has gone out. As has mine. And what I did before we went to break is I exhausted the chamber. I knew we were going to let it out, so I blew gently through the cigar to clear the smoke out of it. And Which is a good point. I did not do that, but um, that is actually a better thing if you know you do it. So I didn't know I was going to, but I did know I was going to do it. But say, I didn't know I put the cigar down, started doing something else. Next thing you know, I'm called in to have something to eat. And now uh, totally Everything. forgot about it. Everything has to do with food. It does. Why else would I be leaving my cigar unless I was called for something to eat? There would be no other reason. You Somebody got an accident. I don't know. You could have a meeting. I would take the cigar. You, you could have meeting. to use, a, use the restroom. Yeah, but hours have gone by, let's say. Four hours have gone by, and now I come back to the cigar. Now, you know you've done this before. There's a perfectly good cigar. You've got a good half hour left of the cigar, and it's going to be lousy. The first thing people do is they pick the cigar up to see if it's gone out. Now, if it's been four hours, it's out. It's out. But when you, t- when you check to see if the cigar go- has gone out, you draw those bits of ash yeah. into the cigar, now guaranteeing you a lousy smoke. And I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, exponentially more salty when there's Ooh. ash built up inside. I, I don't, don't know what I, that I don't is. do it wrong. So I used to do it wrong until I learned this trick. And now you're never going to do it wrong, so you'll, you won't know about this. I'm talking six minutes has gone by. Maybe it's still yeah. lit and I okay. check it, but that's something that I've noticed. It gets salty. Okay. So we talked about it's a sponge. We talked about if you scorch the wrapper, you're going to draw into it, and it's going to have a scorchy taste to it. And if you draw into this cigar, you're going to bring in the soot from the ash through the cigar, and the whole cigar Yuck. is going to taste like that the whole time. It's never as good. But now it'll be good every single time because here's the trick to it. You wipe the ash off the cigar. Get as much out as you can. If you've got a little corner on your ashtray, uh, you can do that and, and try to get a little more out of, it out of there. Not squishing it into it. You don't want to squish it into it, but you want to get it. Maybe tap it a little bit. Get the last bit, bits of pieces I out like, there. I like to blow through. Yeah. You can blow through the cigar. Not a bad idea, <laughs> yeah. too. And uh, now you're going to toast it like you did before. You're going to get the, keeping the flame away from it. You're going to get the edges of the cigar and toast it up just like you did before. North of the equator. Yeah. Still paying attention. You're not trying to relight the lajero in the center of the cigar. Right. Just lighten the edges of it off. By turning it and doing it, you're going to end up getting a little in the inside too. So the whole thing's going to get there. This is a chance for you to even it out at the same time. And now, normally you would put the cigar in your mouth and now draw the cigar in near the flame and draw the flame towards the cigar. But you're going to do the opposite this time. You're going to blow out and turn the cigar and maybe two, three, four times. Now the cigar's lit perfectly. And you don't get that soot. There's no soot at all. It's just as clean as it was before. So I've, done this, I've done this... Ten hours later, twelve hours. Yeah, later. I was going to ask you, like, wh- how long can you, how long can you wait to relight? I mean, what's what's the shelf life? I'd say you got a good twelve hours or so. I've done it the next day yeah. that I put the cigar down, and I and I look, I go back into my office, and there's a good cigar I left, 
at the end of the day, I totally forgot about it. I would have took and drove in the car without it's I like, forgot about it. It's like one of your and children. Then, you then don't it, want to let it, it go. Abs- it absorbed it mm. overnight, mm. you know, as it said. And then, it, it, you know, I did it properly, but it still absorbed too much of it. It probably wasn't as bad as doing it the other way, but it wasn't good. So I'd say you're going back on the same day, 12 hours later, it's still okay. Okay. That's good intel. Right now, this is actually just as good, like it never even happened. Yeah. Never and if you didn't do that, you'd get that soot. Yeah, it would you, be a the whole time. Experience. The right. whole time. And, and so the first part of the cigar was good, and the rest of it is all lousy because, because of what you did. Yeah. So uh, cigars go out. You know, it happens to me all the time because I talk too much, and more than a minute or two has gone by, and the cigar shuts itself off, and then you do it again. Just do the same thing and, and toast it up. Don't draw the ash into the cigar. That's all. It's there as a cooling agent. Right. That's what it's there for. And if it's lit up, it doesn't happen. If, if it sits, sits out, it, it ends up happening. So uh, you don't want um, the flavors to change, although this cigar is changing in flavor. I find, and I don't know if, if you find the same thing, Barry, but typically around the five-inch mark <clears throat> is where a cigar will change. So a Robusto, not so much. You get into a Toro, you get into a Churchill, you got an extra inch, an extra two inches. I find at the five-inch mark, when you got about five inches left, that's when the majority of changes happen mm. on cigars, in my experience. What do you think? I concur. You know, that first inch is going to be a little bit strong, a little bit spicy, a little bit peppier, especially a Nicaraguan cigar. And once you get past that first inch and the pepper tones back a little bit, the other flavors begin to shine. So it totally changes the experience. This is getting spicy. Now, yeah. Now it's getting spicy. Yeah. Like they broke the tips off and worked them back yeah. into this spot here. And it's but all it's about weird. the blender, what he decided There's to do. not a lot of spice through the nose. It's almost like a... Uh, I wouldn't know. Almost like a graham cracker effect on the retro hail. Chocolate-covered graham cracker. Mm. You son of a... I'm going <laughs> to try it. I'm going to say you're not going to cough this time. Oh. <laughs> it's, he's close to gagging. It's too I talk, much. We, me and Andy numbers Nelson getting ready for tax season, so they're they're busy. But he came by yesterday, uh, you know, and said, "Let me have a cigar and relax." He sat in the office, and he goes, "All right, show me how to do this retro heel. Blow it out of my nose." Mm-hmm. So he was coughing and he was doing it wrong. And I'm just just relax and mm-hmm. kind of cup your tongue. Put put the smoke in your mouth. Push your tongue back. The smoke is in that little chamber now. And just now, just mm. rela- just like you're exhausted and you, oh, you know, what am I trying to say here? You, oh. Exhale. Yeah. Kind of like a, almost sigh. like a sigh of a relief. A sigh of yeah, relief, yeah. right? Oh. Just out through so your nose there, with Sigh burning. of relief and boom, it come out of it. And he goes, oh, my God, I did it. He was so happy. And then he continued to do it over and over. And he said, I like it. And yeah. now I taste things mm-hmm. I wasn't tasting because you, got, you have more taste well, your, your, nasal your olfactory yeah. senses really help pull the flavors out of your cigar. I don't do it a lot, but just a little bit, especially when we're doing tastings of trying to get, get taste that goes on. Uh, you want a, a little more of your cigar. If, if this is your first time doing it, I recommend you do it on a mild cigar first, and you build up as you're going on, but a little retro heel, nice. So I have a question for yeah. you guys. So, I, I, and, and, and let me ask you this, but for me... With most cigars, you know, we're, we're, like Jonathan said, we're about five inches in on this. But when you get to, like, the last third of a cigar, it always seems to taste its best, I find. 
regardless of what the cigar is. Because you smoke it kind of dry, too. You don't slobber all over your cigar. A lot of people that slobber over the cigar say the cigar gets lousy towards the end Ah. because it's too wet. And it ends up having a bitter taste to it if you smoke kind of dry. And nothing wrong with wiping your own cigar. Mm -hmm. It's getting too too wet or something and and try to keep it a a little little dry. Uh, It's going to build up in flavor as it's going down. Okay. I was wondering why that is. Uh, it, and maybe it's just unique to me where I find, again, at that last third of the cigar. Well, you, you're a retired, uh, reformed cigarette smoker, so your palate can handle more aggressive flavors. You can appreciate a more aggressive flavor, I believe, mm. because of, I don't want to say burning out your palate, but you've exposed your palate to a much more intense flavor experience through cigarettes. Yeah. Where, so you, as your cigar intensifies... Your taste buds must come alive, and this is when hmm. it gets to be <coughs> exceptional for it's, you. It's, it's pretty consistent for you. In other words, that last third is no different? No. Usually the last third, some cigars I really like, and some cigars it just is too much, and hmm. i got to put it down. Am I tasting graham cracker because you said it? <laughs> the power of suggestion. It, 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 does, that, does that have play into it? If, if, I, if you didn't say it and we were writing our notes down all together, would we end up, would I ever come up with graham cracker? Because it's very prevalent right now. Very. We should do that one day, smoke a cigar, yeah. not share the notes until the last segment of the sec- yeah. first half of the show. The, my the only fear is write it the down. rest of our, our listening audience will begin to understand how wrong the two of you really are. <laughs> That's my only concern. <laughs> No. I'm willing to do it. I just as long as you guys are know. okay if, with If two agree and one doesn't, I would assume that the one that doesn't is the one that's Remember or the, maybe he's a trailblazer. I taste that thing Heidi made with the graham crackers, and she put the Cool Whip, the thing cool whip in, in the middle thing. of the homemade dietary probably ice the, cream sandwich. Yeah, probably the last time I had a graham cracker, mm. but that's what it reminds me of. Definitely graham cracker. Definitely. I didn't eat one of those, so. Is graham crackers good for There's you? There's a little. I, I get, I'm picking up a little cinnamon. Mm. Yeah. That other spice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try it. It's spicy. Cinnamon. No? No. No. It sounded like semen. <laughs> Let's not get excited. Hashtag just saying. Yeah. You're always bringing that up. <clears throat> so anyway, terrible advice from the mailbag. <laughs> uh, the mailbag uh, alerted me to this. And um, what do you got, Mr. J? Hey, guys. What is your opinion on this recent article from Cigar Aficionado? It's anonymous, uh, but the article starts off with bring your own cigar, question mark. When going into a cigar lounge or bar, should you purchase a cigar from the establishment or is it okay to bring your own? So they ask the, the simplest question to Cigar Aficionado in this case, uh, and this person writing to us knows that I, we must have a different opinion on this or why would he send it because they give the answer, but here's their answer. Uh, it's fine to bring your own cigar, but beware of the law. If the cigar lounge does not have a policy against bringing your own smoke, by all means, bring them. Do you have to have a policy to tell you that you don't bring a sandwich into a restaurant? Do you need the policy written down on the wall that you don't bring a six-pack into a bar? You know what I mean? That's not acceptable? Oh, my God. <laughs> do, you, do you actually have to put this in writing? Well, in, uh, in, in, in an attempt to uh, take this to the next level, they write, uh, try to stay informed of the local smoking policies in your city and state but uh, and to uh, keep your beloved cigar bar afloat, uh, it is necessary to purchase from the house 
every now and then. Every single time, period, that's it. Let me be clear. Well, in, in every single time you go into a restaurant and you sit at the table, you are expected to buy something to eat. Every time you go into a bar and you sit at the table, you are expected to buy something to drink. It's a business. Every time you go into a cigar shop and you sit in the lounge, I expect you to buy a cigar every single time. Even if you bought a box yesterday, I expect you to buy while sitting in there, a cigar today. The exception being the guy that buys the box and rents the locker, and we've discussed this before. If you rent a locker, you have now essentially bought the privilege to be able to smoke cigars out of your locker that you must purchase from your cigar cigar shop. Right. It's like a wine locker at Morton's, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They have that? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. So you buy the wine from Morton's and they hold on to it for you? I had one. When they allowed smoking in Morton's, I had a locker in there fully stocked with wine that I bought from there, and there it is. It's all, all ready to go or something. Grab me something out, out of my locker because I'm cool, and that's it. <laughs> the two biggest debates online regarding this is the first one is, is it okay? You go into the cigar shop for one cigar. You buy a cigar, but you smoke one out of your no, personal selection. never. Never. Your personal selection should be used to smoke at your personal residence. You're in somebody's place of business. Is it okay to go to a restaurant and bring a sandwich and order fries at the restaurant? No. It's, it doesn't it, seem absurd to do the, it. The other, the I brought other, the hamburger with me. I'll have an order of fries and a drink. I ordered the fries and drink. I just brought the sandwich from someplace else. It's absurd. Now, I don't want anyone to think that David is... Trying to just break balls here. They, let's say you you have a cigar in your little personal herfador, and it's a cigar that that particular shop doesn't carry, and you really like it, and this is the one you're high on. And I'm sure that no one listening wants to do damage to the cigar shop that you're in. But let's say the cigar shop allows you to buy one of the cigars that they carry and smoke the other cigar. How many times have you been asked by a fellow brother of the leaf, what are you smoking? And you say, I'm smoking brand X. And they say, oh, do they have that here? No, they don't. Now, you didn't buy that cigar from that shop. Shame on you. And now another person is going to go seek that cigar out on your recommendation. Even if you didn't say you should buy this, you're smoking it. Therefore, you're saying you should buy it. Now you're forcing that person to go someplace else. And your shop that you love, the guys that work there, that have kids that they're trying to put through college, you are hurting that business by doing the wrong thing, even though you're trying to do the right thing, buying another cigar and smoking the one you brought. Mm. It, really, it really is wrong. It is completely wrong. It is the number one thing that you should never do. There is, uh, and I don't know where it is here. I have it somewhere, is the, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. I thought I had it here. Look at me, Barry, not being organized. You're pulling a Barry. I'm pulling a Barry. I like to call it <laughs> pulling a Barry. I don't know what happened to it. You can't pull it up on uh, the interwebs there, Barons? Wow. What the heck happened to it? Uh, but it is the number one thing. Do you want to go to Debonair while you look for it? Uh, yeah, I guess that would be Debonair. Go ahead. <laughs> you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a 
and gentlemen. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, speech. <coughs> when to use the pronoun whom. This can be classified under a pet peeve here. But in casual speech and writing, people usually use who, even when whom is technically correct. Barry's raising his hand. There we go. If you're one of those who gets a little confused about its proper use, try this substitution trick to determine whether to use who or whom in a sentence. Mentally answer whom questions with the pronouns him or her. For example, to whom does this pen belong? The pen belongs to him. Response makes sense, so whom is correct. Whom is coming to the party on Saturday? Eh. Her is coming to the party. Reply doesn't make any sense, so you should replace whom with who. Just a little debonair trick here to make sure that you're using the English language properly. It sounds cool, too. It sounds uh, very intelligent, using the word whom. To whom does this belong? Absolutely, my man. So So whose pen is this doesn't work? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the trick. (laughs) To whom does the pen belong? The, pl- the pen belongs to her. Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> trying to help you out, Barry. We're trying to be a little more debonair. The question yeah. is, Barry, are you, are you debonair, debonair enough? Nah, I'm from Brooklyn. And you know what he does? He writes for a living. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. <laughs> and I've never met punctuation that I've liked before. Yeah, so work on it. Try to make it better. And Him the same incorrect. thing in Cigar 101, when you go to a cigar shop, try to make the experience better for you and those around you. It would be more debonair to do it. Thou shall not bring cigars purchased from online or other cigar stores to any cigar shop. I don't care what their policy is policy is if they allow it. If they're crazy enough to, maybe they feel so bad not to say it to you. You're a good customer and they don't want to say it to you. Believe me, they don't like it. They shouldn't like it. It's not good for their business, and it's not very debonair to do that. Thou shall not brag about brands you smoke, how much a cigar costs or how rare it is. It's the equalizer. When you go into a cigar shop, the poor guy is the same as the rich guy. So don't be bragging. Thou shall not mistreat cigars. Uh, Cigar properly unravels because you cut it improperly. Almost 100% of the time. It brand crooked because you lit it wrong. When all else fails, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help with guys. We don't ask for directions. We don't ask for help. Ask for help. Most likely you're doing it wrong. The same guy has the unraveling problem all the time in the cigar shop. The same guy has the burning problem all the time. Yeah, they switch brands like it's going to make a difference. You don't the broken lighter guy. His lighter breaks all the time. He says, my lighter breaks all the time. You're doing it wrong. Mm. Look at yourself first before uh, going forward. Uh, thou shalt not uh, abuse a cigar. It's not okay to cut a double coroner in half um, and saving the rest for tomorrow. Buy the Robusto. I know t- <laughs> buying the double corona, but you just don't. It's not right. Thou shalt not. Um, thou shalt store cigar. Su- Store cigars properly. Buy a humidor. This is something else that happens all the time. Guys that don't smoke cigars often say that they don't need a humidor. 
I'm the one that doesn't need a humidor. If I'm smoking five cigars a day, a box of 20 lasts me four days, I probably don't need a humidor. I have a lot of them, but I probably don't need it if I bought the same cigar by the box. But you that smoke one cigar a week, you need a humidor. You need to have one. And a plastic baggie isn't a humidor. Get yourself a humidor. Thou shall not bitch about prices of cigars. Don't go in the cigar shop and bitch at that guy of what the price is. He has figured out what he needs to sell that cigar for. Maybe there's taxes in that state. Maybe he's having financial issues. Maybe his rent is really high. Maybe his employees are, are, are paid a lot. The Whatever. biggest one is a cigar bar. There's, every state that allows cigar bars makes you keep a certain amount of tobacco and alcohol. So In this state, it's 60-40. They have to sell 60% of cigars to alcohol. If you buy a $10 drink, they're hoping that you buy a $12 cigar. You buy a $5 cigar and a $12 drink, they're, they're going they're upside backwards. Down. They're wrong. upside down. Yeah. Now they've got to hope the next guy and the next. Talk about passing it forward. If the opposite is happening, yeah. are you part of that problem or are you part of the solution? Are you buying a $20 cigar and a $10 drink, helping them out, you know, or whatever mathematics ends up working? Great Thou point. shall not be rude about cigar smoking we are, while, cigar, while smoking a cigar. We cigar smokers are respectable tax-paying people. Have respect to others around you. And this is why laws are created that says, somebody started this thing in Starbucks to make them so crazy about the people smoking so many feet away and stuff. Maybe there was a wall of smoke and these people did this. And who knows what caused this for them to do something like that. Uh, As much as I hate what they're doing, somebody caused it. Let's not be the ones that cause it, right? Yeah. You know, you just gave me a quick idea, Dave. Yeah. I, I want to I create a billboard. And on the billboard, I want to have a picture of a candle next to a picture of a lit cigar. And the question being, which is more dangerous to be around? Right. Because technically, it's the candle. The candle with the burning chemicals. That's right. Thou shall not go to a uh, cigar event expecting free cigars. Are you the guy that goes to the event because maybe you can get free cigars? I know that guy. You know that guy. You know that guy, yeah. too. And it's not good. <laughs> If you can't afford one, don't go to the event. Um, If you don't receive a free cigar, uh, enjoy the free refreshments. But, you know, don't expect it. Don't be a mooch. Nobody likes it. And maybe you think it's cool and and you got more than everybody else and stuff. They're talking about you after you're leaving. Maybe they're talking about you while you're there. (laughs) Um, Thou shall not be fooled by fake cigars. Those Cubans you bought on that cruise for 50 bucks were fake. Don't be showing it off. <laughs> Don't be showing it off, especially in a cigar shop or a cigar that, bar. That doesn't carry Literally, stuff. nobody cares, and we hate you more for bringing it up. Yeah. I don't know why this goes on. The last one, always have an extra cigar on hand. Not necessarily yeah. in the cigar shop that you bought from somewhere else, yeah. but wouldn't it be nice that the guy says, wow, what are you smoking? And he's low on the cigar. And you say, oh, I'm smoking this. He says, oh, maybe I'll go get one of those here. Yeah. Have one of those. Maybe you'll make a friend. Maybe something good comes out of it. Those are the Ten Commandments. I bring it up once a year, but th- this is brought up because of that email that I got. I actually heard from a retailer I'll, I'll, uh, who, who would love to be named, but I, I'll leave him nameless in case he doesn't want to be named. But he's the one that said it to me also, hmm. um, that what the heck did they do that for? Because the magazine is not a retailer themselves and know that. How about going into your magazine place and bringing the competitors' magazines there in your office or something? 
and saying, did you read the new issue of such, such, you know, your competitor or something? Yeah. You just don't do it. It's not nice. So uh, try to stay away from it, and uh, that's that. Thoughts on Room 101? I'll tell you, I'm enjoying it. It's been it's been a cornucopia of flavors, Ooh, a flavor yeah. bomb. There's a nice yin yang going on. There's a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spice. They're working together. They're living in perfect harmony. It's what? a beautiful thing. To whom should I get these for? <laughs> to whom should I get these for? For, for whom should I for get whom? these? For, for whom? For whom should even I get better? These? Get them for him. There we go. Okay, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, remember the firecracker cigar. Well, the 2016 version is resting in aging rooms in Nicaragua, and uh, you won't believe who made it. And speaking of Nicaragua, we'll light up a high-priced box pressed that is not a Padron, but something that some think might be a replacement for it. What's up in the cigar world? A peek into the asylum, and new flavors are on tune as we return. We'll be back in minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And uh, this might be the show you learned something in the last hour. But even if you didn't learn this, no matter what you're smoking, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos. Jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? 
In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Rafael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Rafael's three most important passions in life, music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Rafael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Rafael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Rafael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And it's the tale of the Firecracker Cigar. Soon to be released 2016 version this year, it's made in Nicaragua. Wait till you hear who made them. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. There we go. So uh, we're putting the Room 101 down, and we're lighting up a uh, new cigar that has crossed our paths just uh, a week or so ago. Very interesting. Um, this is something uh, that uh, I heard was coming out, and um, basically sending shockwaves across uh, the little <coughs> cigar world over here. This is more than just a shot across the bow, in my opinion. All right, we'll get into that. But first, Barry, what, what is this cigar? Well, this Nicaraguan Puro is the first time that Davidoff has introduced a box press cigar Sorry. under the Davidoff label. This new Nicaraguan box press line follows on the heels of the acclaimed Davidoff, Nicar- Davidoff Nicaragua. It's available in two sizes, a 5x48 Robusto and a 6x52 Toro, which we are smoking today. The wrapper is a Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro. The binder is a Nicaraguan Habana from Jalapa. And the filler is tobaccos from Ometempe, Condega, and Esteli. Esteli. All Nicaraguan. All Nicaraguan. Which is uh, coincidentally what another Nicaraguan company says their cigar is. 
and that's under dispute also. But let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I say um, another company because Perdomo had a box press cigar at one time, the Perdomo Squared. They still make the Perdomo Squared. I, that was the one with, like, the two on the end of it, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe they do. Yes. Um, is that where you were going with this? No, that is not where I was going with it, but I was just wondering if, if, if they still do. Uh, because other people have come out with a box press cigar, but this one actually, people are thinking differently. Because first off, Padron, which is who I'm thinking of, Padron came out. Uh, you have to back up further than okay. that. Okay. You have to back up to the first Davidoff Nicaraguan. Yes. Now, the, the, the storyline, and this is, this is what Davidoff is saying, is well, that Well, I don't plan- know if you want to say Davidoff is saying it, so. Okay, well, All right. the storyline is Davidoff had plans and, and was experimenting with tobaccos from different regions and wanted to come out and showcase these regions with high-end cigars that because donned- Dav- Because Davidoff was looked upon for, for, for the people recently as Davidoff is a mild Dominican cigar. Davidoff was a, was a Cuban cigar. First, right. then became a milder Dominican cigar, then added Davidoff, uh, Puro, 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 and different things. So, go ahead. Which is discontinued now, the Puro Duro. Yes, I heard that. So, Davidoff wanted to showcase these other regions with high-end cigars, and the first one they come out with is Davidoff Nicaraguan. It's not box-pressed. It doesn't look like any other cigar. Right. And something <clears throat> triggered something in the folks at Padron, possibly, possibly. Yes. this is a, allegedly. allegedly, and this is where Damaso comes out, a shade-wrapped mild cigar out of Nicaragua. Yes, with, with a white band and script letter with a D that started with Damaso, and that didn't look good, right? It looked like a return fire to those of us in yes. the industry. Yes, that's a better way to say it. Then comes what I believe is the shot across the bow. This is, we're not looking to start any trouble here. Just let it go. Yeah. And you have Avo Synchro, box-pressed with some Nicaraguan tobacco in it, well-aged. It is Avo. It's not Davidoff. Basically saying, listen, we got, we got what we got. Let's just all leave, let, leave well enough alone. And uh, then there was a one-two punch, apparently. And the second punch becomes this Davidoff Nicaraguan box pressed uh, Nicaraguan cigar, high end. And this is why I say it's different from Perdomo's because Perdomo was looking for the average smoker. Yeah. Where Padron is looking for a higher end. You're talking about twenty dollars cigars. Correct. And here we go with. Davidoff. Hey, hey Davidoff, we're talking about twenty dollars on this. We're, we're talking fourteen fifty on the robusto, seventeen twenty on the Toro. Right, seventeen twenty. So I could imagine a padrone smoker being interested in this. Hmm. I can imagine that 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 to be true, and I can imagine a Davidoff smoker being interested to look at the Diamaso. Yep. So this is where this is going on. So I think we got a little something going on. One thing I will say, and I don't want to 
paint this in a negative light. I, I think it's a positive thing to have competition is good competition yes. to help that rising tide raise all ships. Yeah. We're all going to benefit from a little friendly competition as long as it stays friendly and doesn't get dirty. So as a retailer, we, we carry both brands, and we're proud to carry both brands. Absolutely. Great cigars on both ends. But I do see the customer, one looking at the other, the other one looking at the other, and now you're, you're swapping customers. They're trying it. I don't know. It's too early to see if we have some people yeah. that make the switch. But There's not enough data. We, we all have the wheels. You know, your bigger customers that... that smoke these higher-end cigars in, in huge amounts that add up these your, your smaller, best customers. Smaller count boxes on these, too, Barry. 12-count boxes. Oh, wow. So you can buy a full box at a better price. For the record, I love the way you say customer. Customer? Customer. Awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. It's the best. I can't help it. <laughs> it's awesome. To whom did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Our audience. Awesome. Customer. Oh. Sorry. Very clean taste on the cold draw. A little sweetness. Yep. A little mm. cedar. Yep. Mm. Cedary raisiny. I gotta gotta turn this one up a little bit. A little bit. Because uh you don't have to wait for me. I'm talking on the right. lighter. <laughs> well we're gonna light, speaking of lighters, we're gonna light our cigar with Here the Vertigo Twister. It retails for $27.99. It features a big-ass tank, four jets. It has a flip-out bullet punch and a very, as David demonstrated, a very easy-to-adjust adjustment at the bottom, a little fingernail action. It rotates real easy. $27.99. It is the Vertigo Twister. Now, you, you, you're smoking a $17 cigar. You take the extra 10 seconds, right? Yeah. And you, you light it properly. You want it to burn properly all the way through. You want it to light good. So we're going to spend a few extra seconds. Beautiful. Beautiful. Customer. 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 No, no. Customer. <laughs> awesome. Customer. Sounds so weird to say customer. Tasty cigar. It's very uncomfortable to say that. Let's talk it. Let's something talk. familiar about the taste. What do you got? Before we get into tastes, I got the taste here. You got the taste? I do. Do you want to go with the taste first? Don't go with the taste. You know the peanut butter that you have with with the old peanut butter? Um, the oil rises on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy bear. No, the, <laughs> not smooth. It's, it's dense. Chunky? Chunky? No. It's, uh, Teddy bear Skippy. peanut butter. No. Skippy. No, it's the like expensive peanut butter that is not um, mixed up for you yet. It's called Teddy. Really? Is it Teddy? It's peanut? Teddy. All right. Teddy bear peanut butter. It's not Teddy bear. It's, it would be Teddy peanut butter, but pretty sure it's kind of dense. It's Den- Teddy. Dense with the oil on the top. Of right. It. Okay. So you're getting some peanut butter. Yeah. A little chocolatey. Little. Go ahead. We do the thing. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Drew writes, Just listen to the latest podcast, and I want to offer some criticism of the show. Drew. Butter on a Pop-Tart oh God. was amusing, but totally it was exact. far-fetched it was exact. as a note. It was exact. When this week... It's lightning wrong, right? 
with Raisin Toast, it seemed like you just wanted to use a jingle. What's next? A Reese's Peanut Butter parody of Chocolate in My Peanut Butter? What? You think we would go down as low as that to end up getting an old Reese's Peanut Butter commercial and that, that's all we, we got? That's not all we got. We're, we're packing when we do these things. We're preparing and we're packing. Hit it. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. Whoa, okay. Hold on. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. That's it. Chocolate and peanut butter. You've outdone yourself. <laughs> and that's exactly it. I'm with Drew. And on I this. smoked it in <laughs> advance. I smoked the cigar in advance. What's that I from? got the early flavors. It's something that's out there. It's not Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial. <laughs> it's you don't know what any of these things are. In the shower. What do you mean? Let's hear that again. Do they we have taste to? so nice. Oh, they make life nice. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. Chocolate and peanut butter. Drew goes on to write. Sacrilegious. Chocolate and peanut butter do not belong together. Are you out what? of your I GD mind? I think it is the... I the, will not go anywhere near a Reese's. It's like... Oh, you're the only one. You, together. my friend, you, it's my you. friend, are going straight to hell when you die. <laughs> it, it is the number one p- paired chocolate. The guy, I mean, we would have had it when uh, oh. the whole Noah thing came about, except the guy that discovered it first died in the flood. Chocolate and peanut butter is the best thing to put in your mouth. Give ever. me chocolate, caramel, and a cookie, and I'll agree with you all day. But chocolate and peanut butter, no thank you. This is what we then have. You must, then you must hate this cigar because that's what it is all day long. Can I go on with go. what Drew writes? Barry has some of the best reviews on the Internet, and it feels like you're making a mockery of this. In my opinion... It hurts the credibility. Oh, Barry wrote this. Oh, I wrote authority. it. I wrote it. Barry, Barry. wrote this. I'm, Same team, buddy. I would like to introduce as evidence of Barry writing this the phrase hurts the credibility, which we've heard him say <laughs> on camera and off camera about a thousand times. Continue. Just throwing that out there, Barry. If you're going to write it, at least write it in a different voice. <laughs> right, I'm going to write one next week in Spanish. Change. Any, whom. It's yeah, not change. who, it's whom. <laughs> Switch the words up a little bit. Get a thesaurus. I'm expecting Jonathan. You cinnamon wrong. I'm expecting Jonathan to read this uh, as a, an attack and as a hater. You guys solicit comments but then attack the commentator. Your egos really need a check. It's not very debonair. Now, we know he this alleged person that's not Barry, in quotes, <laughs> yeah. listens to the show. But my question to him is, did he smoke the cigars that, bit, that Dave said it were butter on a Pop-Tart? And I, right. we all agreed, including the people in the studio audience, that the Raisin Including toast- we, we gave it to 500 people. Yeah. We didn't give it to three people. We gave maybe to a dozen people that were sitting here. We gave it to 500 people over there, and then we said, it's butter on a pub plot because it is. And the other one, what was last week, was we raisin, raisin, toast. raisin toast on the money. And if this isn't chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut butter. Peanut butter. Chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut butter. The best thing to put in your mouth. Chocolate and peanut butter, best thing to put in your mouth. And here is the Davidoff Nicaraguan. 
they're gonna they're gonna use this in the as their jingle now in, in their commercial. They can right? legitimately because this is peanut butter. Drew, right? Chocolate, chocolate and peanut butter. Drew wraps up and saying it's like listening to a couple of bullies who think they know oh, everything. God. Oh boy! So I'm gonna say this, Drew. You are certainly entitled to your opinion. And when and if you smoke, was it Garofalo? What was the? Yeah, I don't last, what, last week was Garofalo, Garofalo. with the raisin. What well, raisin, raisin, raisin? No, bread. that was Gelagiana. That was the raisin toast. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I forget what the cigar was that was butter on a pop tart. Avo yeah. XO. Avo yep. XO. Butter on a pop tart. Was All it Avo XO? Avo XO. Okay. So there's two that are Davidoff folks. They can use it. <laughs> they certainly can. So the next so, ad in cigar aficionado is going to be butter on a pop tart. I'm going to go with that. They're not going to go with that. And I don't think they're going to take this guy singing <laughs> any, very well. I mean, he's hitting the notes. He's singing very well. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. He can hit the notes. This Whoa. guy's got skills. Hold on. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. Bravo, Nicaraguan. That, that it is. We get the echo coming from yeah. downstairs. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. So, Drew, what I want you to do is go ahead and smoke the Avo XO and smoke La Giana Maduro and tell me if you don't taste butter on a Pop-Tart and Raisin Toast. And if you don't, please write us back, Barry. I mean, Drew. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then let us know what you think because we're not trying to make a mockery of Barry's reviews. We're trying to make a mockery of Barry the person. I paid Barry for his reviews. Live on the show. I paid Barry for his reviews. If I want to make a mockery, I'll stop paying. (laughs) That's a bad idea. Yeah, it is. Maybe you should stop writing these stupid emails. Maybe I should. (laughs) But now you go out there, go to your favorite brick and mortar store, and buy a Davidoff Nicaraguan box press. And you know what? I, I've gone to the same size each and every time. I don't know if the Robusto is. You know is what? Big. I haven't smoked the Robusto either. So mm-hmm. this is the Toro? This is the Toro. The Toro. This is 6x52. Smoke the Toro because that's the one. Think chocolate and peanut butter. And that's all we got. That's it. You're, that's you're, now, it's when you not smoke, my first time. I've smoked maybe four or five of these already. It's chocolate and peanut butter every single time. Mm-hmm. So for a little entertainment purposes... There's a talented man singing a little chocolate and peanut butter song. The uh, 1964 Toro Maduro in the Padron. Chocolate and raspberry. Chocolate and raspberry. Uh, there is a chocolatey component every there. Every time. I can see that. Every time. And it's, it's Dark the black forest cake. The black forest cake, yes. With a little raspberry mm-hmm. filling in there right where it meets. There's the, there it is. You put the fork in right where the filling and you get a little cake. Going to need a, a song filling. about that. And boom, that's that, Black c- that's that cigar every with time. With a little raspberry <coughs> filling, huh, yeah, in your mouth, or something, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's they why. They taste so nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I'm waiting for the make email. Nice. <laughs> Makes life nice having one Chocolate of these. Chocolate and peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. So true. It's true. It's awesome. It's awesome because it's true. If it didn't taste like it, no, it would be ridiculous. That's right. Uh, but it's it's that awesome. What's messed up is I taste chocolate. Because it is, <laughs> and I'm not happy about yeah. it. Yeah. But you don't dislike the cigar. I like the cigar. Okay, so therefore we the could cigar. be we could be converting you and maybe help you to go to heaven. But then again, you, you're not crazy about chocolate and peanut butter well, Derek, going together to begin with. Derek's right? hanging out off camera, and he wrote the review first, and he scored it much higher than I did. Yeah, with a nod. Do you like chocolate and peanut butter? It makes sense. He likes it. It makes yeah. sense. 
because chocolate and peanut butter is the best thing to put in your mouth. Oh, when I used to, when I was a... You ever I, have a Boyer's peanut butter cup? Not a Reese's peanut butter cup, the Boyer one. It, it's an orangey color, and I think the peanut butter is on the outside and the chocolate is on the inside. Yeah. Is that a Boyer? Boyer peanut butter cup? Awesome. Closer to a Boyer, more creamier than a Reese's peanut butter cup. That's why I was trying to talk to you about that peanut butter. I don't think it's the Teddy peanut butter. I'm talking about like if they make fresh peanut butter and it's, it's really dense and the oil sits on top and you got to, you know. So you go to the Whole Foods market and yeah. you have them grind up the peanuts right there. So you have fresh peanut butter, yep. dense right. peanut butter and, and nice creamy chocolate and you got the Davidoff Nicaraguan. There is a place up in North Conway, New Hampshire called Zeb's and they make this gigantic, gigantic Reese's cup. In-house. But not Reese's. It's not Reese's. Yeah. It's but a it peanut t- butter it's, cup. It's, it is, you need a knife to cut the thing open. Nice. And then you got to slice it like a pizza, and you got to eat it like a pizza. I'm excited. But it's amazing. Next time I'm up there, I'll grab a bunch. Kind of yeah, like don't Tommy's say, homemade ring ding. Barry doesn't eat any because he doesn't don't, like it. Yeah, none for me. Thank you. None for you? Don't okay. say that, Derek. And, not and then it. have someone find out you were in the North Conway area and did not get it. I'm giving you an advance warning. Okay. Don't this do will not tolerate that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't promise these things and not deliver. This but, is all he's going to think about for the next month. That, so he's going to see you and ask you every time. Next time I'm up there, I will deliver. He'll forget your name before he forgets <laughs> that you promised to get him a pizza-sized peanut butter cup. Well, it's not quite pizza-sized. It's like brick-sized, you know, well, like a brick, like a personal pizza. It's, I it's probably don't. I probably don't need it anyway. But you could share it. Chocolate. He doesn't mm, share yeah. well with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate and peanut butter is the best thing. You should get to put two. One mouth. for the rest of two. us to taste and then one for him. Okay. All right. Chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut butter. Chuck, if you push that button one more time. Chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut butter. The best thing to put in your mouth. Oh, you take something that's kind of mildly, mildly entertaining and just kill it. You know what's entertaining? The firecracker. All right. Do you remember the firecracker? I do. Barry, tell us about the firecracker. Well, the tale of the firecracker cigar. It began on May 19, 2007, at a cigar rolling event at Two Guys Smoke Shop in New Hampshire, featuring Jose Don Pepin Garcia. David Garofalo, owner and founder of Two Guys Smoke Shop, asked Pepin to roll him a short cigar and put a long pigtail on it. Pepin followed the direction, and the firecracker cigar was born. Over the years, limited releases of the firecrackers were made and most commonly released near the 4th of July and made by various cigar manufacturers. Past firecracker cigars include Don Pepin and the Tatuaje M80, both made at the My Father Cigar Factory, Jose Dominguez's iconic leaf at Leyendas Cubanas, and most recently, La Flor Dominicana. The next firecracker will be limited for 2016, and as usual, it will be released just before the 4th of July. So here it is. Dun, we got dun, a new dun. one coming out. Yep. This year's production will be the Cro-Magnon Firecracker from Romacraft Tobacco out of the Nicosueno factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, I do have one interruption. Bo, you get one life point. You guessed it. One life point. The Cro-Magnon Firecracker will measure 3.5 by 50. It will use a U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf Medora wrapper and is expected to be full-bodied and full-flavored. There will be just 200 boxes made with 20 firecracker cigars in each box, all adorning the Cro-Magnon name. The Cro-Magnon contains a long filler, full-body blend of some of the world's most sought-after tobaccos. The filler leaf of this blend was acquired from three separate growing regions in Nicaragua, Esteli, Condega, 
and a small farm north of Esteli on the Honduran border. The third leaf, a Lajero, will bring a strong, smoky, savory flavor to the blend. When combined with the sweet characteristics of the broadleaf Medora wrapper and the exotic bite of a Cameroon binder and the clean finish of the Viso and Seiko companions, the blend is expected to deliver a deep, rich tobacco flavor present in the Cro-Magnon line. Prices for the 2016 Cro-Magnon Firecracker are expected to be $119.99 for a box of 20 only available at Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com sometime in late June or early July. And I want to thank you, Mr. Basilico, my sixth grade teacher, for giving me the ability not to stutter when I read. He did a good job. Nice job, Barry. So uh, uh, the guys at Romacraft, man, they're killing it. And uh, we're starting to really start moving their cigars. And the guys that like the fuller-bodied stuff are going crazy for it. So can you imagine the, the Cro-Magnon in a shorter Stout size like that, beefed up a little bit. It's going to take, all, you're going to get all that flavor, all that power right at once because there's not a whole lot of time in a firecracker for it yeah. to develop. It comes right. all at once, right there, full mouth feel, full bodied. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to end up smoking that in a few weeks to give it a try, a first test, although uh, the cigars have been made. They're sitting there resting, but we're going to get some uh, a handful of samples to end up trying it before uh, they box them up and everything, make sure everything's right. And uh, it, it'll be a one-time release. Give everybody a chance to uh, try the Cro-Magnon, a little size of it, a little taster, firecracker. And uh, if you haven't tried Cro-Magnon before, try it, and you'll see why um, this is the right choice for us for the firecracker this year. They're killing it. They're killing, killing it. Yeah. Awesome. Really, I mean, it's, it's tough to keep it in stock. It's tough. Yeah. So, uh, small company, but they were willing to do it for us. Thank you uh, to them uh, for doing it. And uh, I think it'll be a uh, good addition uh, for, for a one-time release to get people actually uh, paying attention to that. Because if, uh, if you're into that kind of taste profile, you've got to give that cigar a try. So, we could write a jingle, Skip Martin's Firecracker, the best thing to put in your mouth. <laughs> Both Skip Martin and Mike Rosales are in New York today. They have an event at 4 o'clock. But they were looking yesterday into renting a helicopter to come up just oh without God. press release. Nice. But then they saw it was like 7000 and they were like, that ain't <laughs> happening. That's one thing I never pulled off. Rent a helicopter to go somewhere. Yeah, I need to get some right there there was, I'm a scared. I'm a scared to go on the helicopter. There was like I saw a bunch of uh, you know like you know like during elections you see like those political signs in the, in the on the side of the road. They're sure. kind of small. You know what I mean? That's taken to the ground. Sure. So I saw a bunch of those for this helicopter egg drop. Around Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah. And appa- I didn't get to see it, but apparently they had they had a helicopter that dropped a bunch of eggs. I'm just thinking out loud with you fellas. Raw eggs? I don't know if it was raw eggs or plastic eggs. Okay, or some you know probably, Any, probably plastic. I thought eggs. it was one of the ones where they do the egg drop from a certain thing and see if the egg breaks from the helicopter. Maybe. No, this was a thing that kids were supposed to go out and get them, and then the parents ruined it for the oh, kids because okay. they went at it all crazy, uh, forgetting it was about the kids. Oh, there was a thing on the news, children were crying, and the parents were <laughs> oh, far God. too greedy. Something going way too wrong. Yeah, it yep. was the disaster. A cigar helicopter. If you do end up on a helicopter. We're incorporating helicopters, which we're big fans of mm-hmm. because we are part of the Catalina Wine Mix, the yes, largest helicopter leasing event since 1994. There it is. Um, <laughs> 97, I think. 97, but, you're right, yeah. But <laughs> 94 there's opportunity there. Um. Don't pull the the cord for the ejection seat in the helicopter ever, no matter what. I, I don't know if I can do a helicopter, man. I never did it. 
That's awesome. It is really You've awesome. You've done it. Yeah. It feels like you're floating when you first take off. But I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights, so it's just gonna, it would be bad. Right? I am too, but when I'm in like an, an enclosed area, like, for example, the top of the John Hancock, right? It's high up, but I'm inside, so I feel safe. If I were outside the building, forget about it. Even climbing a tree or a can ladder. You, can you nervous. go to the window at the John Hancock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah can. You can't even do that, huh? No. I can do that. See, I think, I think you could probably make yourself. I can do it, but it's, it's bad. $10,000 by going on a helicopter, and I'll tell you why. Because when you get about 30 feet up in the air, you're going to crap a golden brick, and you can yeah. cash that thing in. <laughs> there we go. I've done, a, I've done a blimp ride before. I've been in the oh, Fuji really blimp. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, the pilot for the Fuji blimp was from Australia, and he was a cigar smoker. And he used to come into the cigar shop that I had in Brooklyn, and he used to provide the aerial shots for the Yankees. Mm. And he took me and my two partners up in the blimp and cool. over Yankee Stadium. And nice. Got a little seasick in the air. Yeah, I can yeah. remember. Because that, that believe thing, that that's it, called air sickness. Well, it's more like a floating <laughs> thing. It feels like you're floating on water. Okay. Um, even like you know, it's windy. The thing doesn't stay straight. It rocks back and forth like a boat. Yeah, I'm not mm. in for that. Dave, either. what's your biggest fear? Is it heights? I think so. And it, 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 it happened uh, not too long ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago. All of a sudden, it ha- started happening. It's weird. Wow. I, I got to break it. I got to figure a way around this. Well, thing. they say the only way to cliff f- jump. To face a fear is to, you know, to break over a fear is to face it. That's what they say. Yeah. I don't know. That's what's up. All right. Thanks. So I'm excited for the firecracker, though. This is going to be this is going to be good. As am I. I can't wait for the samples to come in. Okay. Thanks once again to um, Roma Craft, Skip, Skip Martin, Martin, Mike Rosales. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, and uh, um, uh, we'll get the um, give you the taste profiles and stuff when uh, the samples come in, um, and we'll go over that when we get to our. Um, uh, events. So uh, what's up in the cigar world, Barry Stein? It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. All right, this week in industry news, Swisher Sweets was found guilty of unfair business practices and will have to fork over $41 million. Wow! The company agreed to make cigarillos for another company, and once that company developed a share of the marketplace, Swisher put a cap on the number of cigars produced, and the jury ruled that this violated the agreement. Wow. Pete Johnson announced this week the Tatuaje Skinny Monsters will ship to retailers on April 18th. La Aurora announced it will ship the rebranded Corojo and Connecticut lines under Corojo 1962 and Connecticut 1987. In 2014, Macanudo launched an international cigar called Inspirado that was available in 40 countries. This week it was announced that the line will be introduced in the American market. Maya Cigars, based in France, has redesigned the packaging of their Compe line and announced it will repackage the Flor de Selva line to be showcased at IPCPR. And lastly, Malia Cohiba, a hotel in Cuba named for the famous Cuban brand, is now a place you can no longer enjoy a cigar. What? Yep. It was commonplace to sit in the lobby with a drink and your cigar or even in your own room. But now to enjoy a smoke, you need to step outside the hotel. That's not only insane. It's a uh, wrong segment. Yeah. That's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. 
The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? All right, what's your thoughts on the Davidoff Nicaraguan box press so far? We're about halfway done. Ever so slightly, a hint of coffee coming in on the back end. Not at all. Not at all. I see what you're doing, Chuck. You're making the rookie push the button, so I can't kill you. It's not me. And peanut butter are the best things to put in your mouth. I feel like I'm living in sin with chocolate and peanut butter mixed together. It's the opposite. You're going to go to heaven now. How can you not? It's just, I, I can't no. even get over this. It's like butter with lobster. It's like uh, that goes whipped together. cream with strawberries. It's, that goes together. Are you trying to, you're really, you're going to go on this platform of chocolate and peanut butter don't go together. Oh, Do not God. like it and never like the way they Time out. intermingle. Do you like peanut butter? Yes. Love peanut butter. Do you like chocolate? Love chocolate. How can you not love them together? It's like somebody liking hot dogs but not liking sausage. It's the same thing. No, it's not No, the same it's thing. not anywhere near. The, it's like, it's like not liking hot dog, not liking the bun. I, no, it doesn't go together. This isn't like, you know, liking cherries but not liking cherry-flavored candies, for example. Like, I which like is banana my wife. ice cream, but I Dave, hate you're, bananas. Dave, you're, you're a ketchup guy, right? You're, no, you know, you're a tomato guy, but you don't like ketchup. No, he doesn't like tomatoes, I don't like but tomatoes. he likes ketchup. I don't like tomatoes because they're not finished. You know, they, the look of it, it's, it's like it's, Man, a, it's in a global stage. It's not completed yet. The texture. <sighs> grill them. Try grilling them. Jonathan, hook him up with a grilled tomato. He'll love it. But tomato sauce and you know, ketchup is okay. I'm not a big ketchup guy. I don't guy, like ketchup but, at all. But um, I do like chocolate and peanut butter. It is the best thing you can put in your mouth. It's like liking pasta but not sauce. I mean, you're just those, you're crazy. Those go together. They complement each other. And so does chocolate and peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter is a strong, distinct flavor. Chocolate is a strong, distinct flavor. I think they cancel each other out. But the real question is, does this taste like chocolate and peanut butter? It, it does. and it does. I'm not happy it's about chocolate that. chocolate and peanut butter. So you and Drew chocolate, can shut peanut it. Peanut butter and peanut butter. Peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and peanut butter. The best thing to put in your mouth. All right, let's take a break before could, could, I get Could a we headache. sell the DVD of all the greatest hits of the flavors? We'll God, see. I hope not. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have more in the mailbag. We're going to look through the calendar, a classic three-way, and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. 
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority of the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back, live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio, smoking what some are calling the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of the cigar world. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Nobody's calling it that. I'm calling it that right now. Uh, and, and as I'm going to break, examining the cigar as I smoke it, the band even, if you look at the band of it, it has the peanut butter kind of colorish. 
Yeah, that bronze color. Bronze <laughs> with, with, with the dark uh, chocolatey component to it. Maybe that's part of it also. That Maybe they thought it. And they said, yeah, if I do this, it'll bring out the chocolate and peanut butter type of flavors to it. I do like that you have an overactive imagination. Makes you want to sing the song, doesn't it? It doesn't. Makes you want to. It doesn't. <clears throat> you're going to be singing it tonight. You're going to be uh, at, it's at stuck a gig, in my head. And you're going to be doing chocolate and peanut butter is the best thing to put in your mouth. Speaking of crazy things, yeah. it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. The anonymous artist, Wanksky, based in Manchester, England, has become known for the large penises How he draws. How would it be anonymous and then you said what his name is? Anonymous. You, you're not allowed to interrupt until there's All a right. break in the reading. Go ahead. There's a whole thing here. Okay. The anonymous artist Wanksky, based in Manchester, England, has become known for drawing large penises on public roadways. He's not doing it for the reason that you would expect and something that Barry's experienced many times, that the road got drunk and passed out first. He is on a mission. Officials in Manchester consider public penises a more serious problem than the dangerously degraded roadways. They don't want kids to have their minds sullied with cartoon dongs, but getting their front tire swallowed by a giant pothole year after year and launching them off their bikes and into traffic, that's par for the course. Starting with the worst of the worst, Wanksky began turning potholes into porn, causing quite the eruption by media in the highway department. The most dangerous, the more dangerous the pothole, the more graphic the picture becomes. Many city officials have spoken pu- out publicly against Wanksky, saying that the more money that is spent on cleaning up his drawings, the less they would have to spend on the roads. And keep in mind, these are the same roads that have gone neglected for years and potholes that have put many of Wanksky's friends in the hospital. Year-old potholes have now been fixed within 48 hours of him tagging them, making the roads a safer and more X-rated place to be. Spank on, Wanksky. That's insane. That's asylum. So that's a real story. His name is Wanksky. Wanksky. And coincidentally, that's what you call it. Right? That's your name for him? Wanksky? There's an artist out there named Bainsky who does different, like, uh, pop culture. Okay. Graffiti on walls and stuff like that, but they come out really, like, oh, lifelike. Oh, so this guy calls himself Wanksky right. to go after yes. that. Yep. Ah, see? Yep. And I think Wanksky also did this little trick during the winter where he took some road salt and went out to a frozen pond and sprinkled road salt in the shape of a penis on the ice, and then it froze over again, <laughs> and no one could get rid of it until the ice Oh, melted. wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my kind of guy. Yeah. Wanksky. I don't know why, but it reminds me also of that in New York this week. 
they banned the use of chewing tobacco at all sporting events. Yeah. But they made it legal for pure public urination. So you can now legally Hang publicly urinate in New York City. Why didn't you send this to me as an asylum bit? But if you're a member of the Mets or the Yankees, you can't chew tobacco during a game. Or the visiting teams as well. Can they continue to grab their crotches and spit every 10 seconds? Well, no. Now they can pull a David Cohn and whip it out in the bullpen. Wow. <laughs> Chuck got it. That's insane. <laughs> That's asylum. It is. So uh, looking at our calendar of uh, upcoming events, uh, we have uh, the crazy event coming up um, with the... Um, the folks at Asylum. The folks the at Asylum. They're chicken gonna, poop party. They're going to come here on the show um, on April 30th, but the night, a uh, couple nights before on Wednesday, April 27th, is the chicken poop party. We have tickets available. I'm shocked. I thought this would have sold out very, very quickly, but we still have some seats left. Chicken dinner, two Asylum cigars, a live chicken will roam the area. This is entertainment, folks, as far as I'm concerned. Whatever number it pops, poops on wins a box of Asylum cigars. It's 20 bucks. Come on, fill this up, or I'm not going to do this kind of stuff. It's, it's, not <coughs> it's not sold out. No, we got a handful of tickets left, and uh, I want to sell it out. So come on, buy all the tickets up and, s- and sell this thing out. So uh, what else? The following week, May 7th, I will not be here. You guys are on your own. That's I'm going right. to Gianna's graduation, and uh, you guys are on your own you on May 7th. Bought, you already bought the sash, so you got to go. i got to buy the sash because she's winning all kinds of awards, costing me a fortune. Because she's too intelligent, and i got to pay even extra. Yep. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. Give me a discount when they do a good job, and don't make people buy their own trophies. Um, speaking of that, I want to tell you. So I told you I heard from American Airlines. American Airlines, who screwed me and stole $5,000 of my airline tickets away, have decided they've made a decision of what they're going to do. They are reimbursing me. I bought two tickets. They're giving me $100 credit to use for whatever we want on both tickets. $100. They owe me $5,000. It's so insulting. It's worse. I would rather them give me nothing. $100. And I'm going to say something for American Express, who, who... uh, planned it, they gave me $1,000 and said, it, it's not us, it's them, and you know what, you're a good customer, we're going to give you a grand, which is something. They saved, their, uh, they saved the ability to keep that card going. But I'm going to tell you what it's going to cost American Airlines. It is going to cost them $5,000. I am not going to sleep until it costs them at least $50,000 <laughs> when this is over. You've got to be kidding me. They've got to start with some sort of customer service. I am going to fly anywhere else, whatever i got to do not to do American Airlines. You guys do what you want. I'm not I'm, telling you what to do. No, I'm never flying American Airlines. American ever. Airlines. They're the worst. Never. They are the worst. I'll $100. If they How had insulting. for half price, I wouldn't do it. How insulting. Uh, May 14th, uh, Rob Weiss is going to join us from BG Maya. Rob Weiss is the uh, producer and director and all that on um, Entourage, Entourage Ballers, Ballers, American Psycho. American Psycho. So considering doing, because he's going, we're going to do an event with him. We're going to have him around the stores on Friday the 13th of May. Friday the 13th. 
American Psycho, Friday the 13th. Yeah, we that got works. a little hook there. We're going to do an event after hours. I don't have it all planned out yet, but we're going to have him uh, up here, and we'll do a little um, meet and greet and maybe watch some clips and let but him. he's uh, definitely going to be on the show. We'll have a definitely gonna be in the show. bang-up interview with him. Bang-up interview. I hear he's a tough interview. I hear. We'll see. Uh, June 4th, we have uh, the folks from Indian Head Cigar Seals live with their new hot cigar. Some people are calling a contender for the Cigar of the Year already, La Galleria. Ah, it is very good. It's very good. Price right, uh, doing big jobs. June 11th, we have uh, Roy Kirby from Perdomo Cigars. June 18th, we have the folks from Recluse, J.R. Dominguez, with his dad, Jose Dominguez, and Scott Weeks will be here with his dad, Nick Weeks, the legendary Nick Weeks. Nick Weeks has been in the cigar industry for like 50 years. He's retired now, but he'll tell us about the old days in the cigar industry, hopefully. We'll have him on. And uh, June 2nd, we have Nick Perdomo, and uh, Barry's wedding is happening. Yes, it is. Okay, Barry's wedding. uh, We're still going to do Barry's wedding live, and that's all the way back in um, September September 17th. September 17th. And for our live audience, next week we will be in Seabrook. Yes, if you want to come uh, see us out on the road, say out on the road, but it's in another one of our stores, but we plop ourselves right in the middle of the sales floor, uh, come to Seabrook, New Hampshire next Saturday, and uh, we're going to do the show from there because uh, our manager is uh, He's on, vacation. On, on vacation, so we have to like double team here and be there also, so... Uh, We'll be at Seabrook, New Hampshire next Saturday for the The, show. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Frank writes, Cigar Authority, you guys are excellent to watch and listen to on the podcast. They're informative shows with guys who know about the industry. Kudos to you. Mr. Jonathan deserves some form of raise with what he has to put up with. Who wrote this? Getting called a racist. Oh. And the abuse coming from Barry. Jonathan wrote this. According to YouTube, the guy is also a professional dancer, so take it easy on him. Barry, I, if I'm ever planning a trip to New Hampshire, I'll bring you some Brooklyn cannolis and L&B pizza, bro. Oh, Spumoni Gardens. Keep repping BK. Dave, keep B- fighting the good BK? fight. Brooklyn. Oh, all right. You always interrupt in the all middle right. of the sentence. <laughs> Sorry. Dave, keep fighting the good fight for cigar smokers everywhere. You're a hero and an icon in the cigar world. I'm sure of it. Best wishes from Brooklyn, Frank. So that's How a, could I have written it? I don't know what the hell. B and <laughs> BK? B and B, L and B Pizza? Spumoni Gardens, 86th Street. There we go. <laughs> you know what it Just is. Just off of Avenue U. Yeah? Used to be the best pizza. So he's saying leave him alone. A lot of people, a lot of people beating up Mr. Jonathan all the time. Oh, man, you guys, you guys, I almost Beat on did. fat guys and gay guys. That's what, what, what the show is, beating fat guys and gay guys. That's what they, they I'm not do. And Jonathan's fat not at all. fat. You're not you fat. You're not oh, fat. I see. <laughs> there we go. I see where you're going with that. Okay. Do we have time for me to reclaim my title? Yeah, let's squeeze it in. This day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of 
epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, the last time, still we have um, a champion is Tommy Grella, Tommy Grella but uh, Barry was the last champion, so we'll have him go first. And, and uh, we're, we're going to put Derek, Derek and Chuck, because Derek's learning the board here, just in case something happens to Chuck have an extra hand on there. So we'll get them as a team, okay? And that, that'll be double-teaming Barry to see if they can dethrone him. And Mr. Jonathan, you're, like a good time. you're all by <laughs> yourself. So uh, this is going to go to Barry first. Today is April 9th. Barry, today is Hugh Hefner's birthday. Hugh Hefner, entrepreneur, magazine publisher, First Amendment advocate, and former founder of Playboy Enterprises. In 1999, he married Playmate of the Year, Kimberly Comrade. Uh, he married 26-year-old Crystal Harris in 2012, and this guy's got to be old, right? Yep. How old is he? What year was he born? 1928. 1928, Barry says. We're going to go with 1925. 1925, Mr. J. 1938. 38 is over. 25 is the closest, so that goes to Derek and Chuck. It's 26, 1926. Almost got two points. So now I'm thinking to myself, we got um, Barry's thing covered, but maybe he's looking before the show and trying to get some information. Yeah. So I'm throwing a softball I got the memory lob- of a sieve. Huh? I got the memory of a sieve. All right. We're going to see what happens because I'm actually going to tomorrow's birthday right now. Not today's, tomorrow's birthday, just to mess with him. And there wasn't a lot of people actually born today that were any good. So I'm going to tomorrow's birthday. And uh, this goes to Derek and Chuck. Tomorrow's birthday is Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, movie actor, Buddhist actor who became known for his martial arts skills and above the law, hosted a reality show, Steven Seagal, Lawman. A uh, long list of films included Pistol Whipped, Attack Force, Black Dawn, Today You Die. He married Kelly LeBrock in 1987, but it's Steven Seagal's birthday today. What year was he born? Going to go with 1949. 49, he says, Mr. J. I'm going to back that up two points and go 47. 47. 1959. 59 is over, Barry Stein. So we got 47 and 49. 49 is going to take it. 49, that's you guys. It is 52. So we have two <laughs> points to zero points to zero points. Uh, and this last one is going to Barry Stein. No, Jonathan. No, this goes to Jonathan. Jonathan, John Madden. John Madden. 
sportscaster, legendary NFL coach and commentator, best known for appearance on Monday Night Football. His well-known personality led to a series of EA Sports video games being named after him, John Madden. 1938. 38, he says. 1937. 37. 1930. 1930 for the point and win. And there it is. There it is. We have a new champion, and it's going to go to you, Chuck. Well, we'll have Derek there next week also. So uh, there we go. Congratulations to them. This classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars, available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate with a classic cigar. And a reminder, come to any Two Guys Smoke Shop that's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire on your birthday, and they will cut and light a birthday cigar for you. So that's it. Your thoughts on Davidoff Nicaraguan box pressed? Love it. Love I'll sum it. it up in one word: sacrilegious. Sacrilegious, because it is the chocolate and peanut butter, and it does. It is the best thing to put in your mouth. To put in your mouth. It is. Next week, we're on the road, kind of. Two guys smoke shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, right on the sales floor. If you're anywhere in the area, come by and say hi and join us. Uh, If not, tune in and light up. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when and if you happen to be smoking your Davidoff Nicaraguan box pressed that tastes like chocolate and peanut butter in your mouth, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.